0: Yo, welcome back to another episode of Hootin' and Hollerin', it's Matt Mitchell. Uh, thank you so much for coming back. I'm assuming you've come back, or maybe it's your first time. Either way, you know what, I'm glad to have you. You're gonna have a great time, I hope. You know, at the very least it's free, so at least you didn't pay anything for it, right? And if you did pay something for this podcast, I uh, h- hate to inform you that you've been scammed. I charge nothing for these. That's because I don't even know how you charge for a podcast. I barely know how to make a podcast, y'all. Anyway, back on topic here. Today's guest, uh, very special, the incredibly talented Talia Lynn. If you've seen anything I've done on It's a Southern Thing, then you've seen Talia. Uh, Very happy to have her on the podcast today to find out what she has been hooting and hollering about. Uh, Real quick, though, I do want to start something new here. On the podcast, uh, with every episode, start one off with just thanking y'all for the wonderful reviews that you've given the show. We've got a five star rating on Apple Podcast, uh, and I want to take a second at the beginning of every episode to highlight some of these fantastic reviews that y'all are leaving. I'll kick it off with this one right here that came in from Judy Ann Seven Two Four. This is the perfect podcast. It reminds me of sitting on the porch, shooting the breeze, a little reminiscing, a little celebrating, just hooting. And the little belly Aiken, which is hollering. I look forward to listening each time a new episode is released. Thank you so much, Judy N seven two four. That made my day. So uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, drop it a little a little review on the Apple Podcast. You know, I'm not going to tell you to give it five stars. You know, do do what you feel is uh is appropriate. But if you, you leave me a little uh, review down here. I might read yours out next time we do a hooting and Holler episode. Who knows? But again, today's guest, Talia Lynn. I'm excited to have her on here today. Going to talk a lot about what we've done on It's a Southern Thing and some of the stuff that she's been doing that y'all need to check out, like Literarily Wasted, the book club that she and some of her friends have started. Uh, they're my friends, too. You you, you know of them. One of them, Adam Schwartz, also on It's a Southern Thing. Uh, it's a science fiction uh, it's, it's, I mean, they're not going to mind if I say it's a nerdy book club because that's I mean that's what it is they embrace their nerddom uh, but it's called Literarily Wasted you can find them on Facebook on Instagram pretty much everywhere you can also find Talia Lynn all over the place too uh, I think the b- best place to follow her is probably Instagram she's Talia underscore Lynn there but she's also on Facebook she's all over the place and of course you can watch all the stuff that we do together on It's a Southern Thing but enough of me just rambling. Let's do some hooting and hollering with Talia Lynn. All right, Talia, thank you so much for joining us on Hooting and Hollering. How you doing today?
1: I'm doing just great. I'm really excited to be here. I'm going to try my best to not say anything stupid.
0: <laughs> <count>? we, <laughs> listen, to- we are <laughs> we're well polished at this point. Uh. uh I know I mentioned it in the intro, but I mean, for those who are not aware, I mean, uh, Tally and I worked together on It's a Southern Thing and have worked together for the four yeah. years, about three and a half years, something like that. Forever. But we have been working uh, in quarantine now for a, y- a year, like this week. <laughs> and when it started, all of this started in May, I'm sorry, March of 2020. We were going live every day.
1: Uh, every day that's right man That feels like it was a really really long time ago and also maybe just a couple of months ago
0: it's very weird that was a very bizarre moment in time uh that i never want to relive that that march <laughs> april early may when it was like i was scared to just go through a drive through somewhere um and we were just, we could not get together to work f- at all. Now we're, now we're at least back together shooting videos, but we're like, you know, we've still got all these precautions and everything in place. But then that was not even a- an option. It was like, we're working remotely until what appears to be the end of time. Yeah. And that was, that was weird.
1: That was the great, the great toilet paper hunt period. Oh time. gosh. But we really
0: learned, we uh,
1: out about toilet paper,
0: Um, Uh, I don't even going to have like PTSD flashbacks to those days.
1: PTSD? Okay, never mind.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah, we really got really good though. Going live every day about being careful what we say when we're on, uh, when we're live. I think I, we only had one moment—a little behind-the-scenes moment here. We only had one moment where we talked about something, and we thought we were done. We were still live, and remember—I don't remember what we were talking about or that particular video, but you remember that. We had—we had to rush back in there and edit the video after it had gone live to trim that part out.
1: Yeah, that was a learning experience. It did not bad. I think we were just like, "Ooh, the audience didn't like it when we did that." <laughs> <laughs> <can> hear you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't scandalous. It wasn't anything that was going to get us in trouble. But it just wasn't very professional of us to. to we were analyzing all the something that had happened, but uh, that's it fine. Better. It's gone.
1: Because I think it was one of our very first lives. So we did a live stream. You were there. I'm pretty sure you might have blocked it out, but I think like. Literally years ago, we did a live stream in the office and it was we hadn't done many by that point. So it was still very new. And I remember at the very end, I was not ready for the cutoff. And I thought like as soon as it was over, it was over. And I just remember my eyes were really tired from like looking at the screen the whole time. And so Adam was like, we're done. And I immediately just went, "Ah, my eyeballs hurt. (laughs) And then the live stream ended. And I was like, oh, well, oh. and we didn't, he didn't catch it until later. So it was up on YouTube for probably a good few hours before someone was like, ah, her eyeballs hurt. And then he went back and he like snipped it. But um, yeah, I should have learned then, but uh, I guess not.
0: <laughs> it is, it's intense staring at that screen for so long. Uh, huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't miss those days. I don't miss going live every single day. Um but yeah, I wanted to I wanted to throw some questions at you about um, you know starting off with it's a southern thing, but I did not want to ask the questions that get asked so much that we now. I think the last time we did like a live Q and A, we just go ahead and threw the answers out there, or at least we set we should have set a timer for every fifteen minutes, give these answers out to everybody again, which were, are you and Adam really married? Uh, we're not. <laughs> is this what you do for a living? Is I don't know. is um. Are you really Southern?
1: Yes, I am.
0: And uh, what's your favorite video? Uh,
1: this is the one that gets me though, but because that changes it changes sometimes. all the time. Yeah, because yeah, well, either we've done a new one that's super fun, or um, honestly, sometimes they all like blur together, and I forget past ones that we've done. That's true. But we've
0: done over a hundred of them now, so.
1: Twilight Zone will always be. One of my top five, for sure. But then you did the, you wrote the Disney Princess one, and I was really excited that I got to be Snow White. And so that was super fun, even though it was 100 degrees outside. Yes. Um, and that dress was made out of like inch-thick velvet, and I was cooking. Uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, no. Like the classics, anytime we get to parody, like a TV show or a particular style, something like that, instead of you know, kind of what's our norm, those are always gonna be my favorite. It's a good time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always I think everybody enjoys that. It's fun to write. It's uh Adam and, and, and Luke really like get all about trying to copy the style uh and the tone of, of whatever it is that we were trying to parody and, and for acting I'm sure is uh is a ton of fun. Those are great. We should do more of those. Just uh the amount of work that goes into parodying a show. <laughs> Is, which brings me to my question. I was trying to think of questions that we don't get a whole lot of. And this was one that uh, this is going to be hard to narrow down here. But what do you think was the most exhausting video that we've had to make yet?
1: The most exhausting for me personally or the most exhausting in general? Because all
0: right. Well, you know, let's get both. Let's, let's all the way around.
1: Uh, so the most exhausting in general had to have been the one that we filmed at my dad's farm um, yes. in North Alabama. Where it was the you were the chainsaw murderer. And was it the, it was like horror movies in the South?
0: Yeah, if they were set in the South.
1: Yeah. So we, it was freezing. I don't even know when it was. I've blocked it all out. But we shot until like mm, three o'clock in the morning, something like that. Uh, I will say we had the best craft services ever, though, because it was my parents just cooking a ton of Southern food for us. And they were incredible. And they were wonderful hostesses but um yeah no we were out in tiny little walnut grove alabama in the middle of pasture surrounded by horse poop and real fire ants <laughs> with a generator in the middle of the field
0: yes <laughs> and
1: matt's having to roll on the ground and we're all dirty and we smell and we're shivering and we're wet somehow even though it didn't rain and i I remember I fell asleep. I fell asleep on the way back to Birmingham. Um, I kept like dozing off. I was not driving. Adam was driving. Um, but yeah, I kept like falling asleep in the car. And then I woke up and I was like, oh God, we're finally back in Birmingham. It was like 4.30 in the morning. And I was like, I fell. I think I fell asleep. And Adam was like, I did too. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Um, but after the fact, uh, I really loved that video. <laughs> I really like how it turned out. And I think it was super fun. It was just not fun and and not as much fun in the moment, probably.
0: No, no, that was it was I want to say it was like early spring because it was one of those days where, you know, in the middle of the day, it feels fine. I mean, it's kind of like right now it feels great. But then sometimes at night it slips into like the 40s, 50s, which is really cold to us. Uh, it was
1: really cold, and then yeah, everything was covered in dew. and yeah. we were like, and now we're wet, and we're cold, and is this mud or is it poop? I don't know. Don't think about it too hard.
0: No, it was that was uh, I was bruised up. Uh, we wrapped it like three a.m. It all around was just, and the but the food was great, and that just reminded me that that's just kind of like I think you and I are very similar on these shoots. We would just you and I would just take our sweet time getting things done. But then uh, Adam mostly, Luke sometimes, will just push. I don't think we got to sit there and really enjoy that food as much as I would have liked to. They were like, we got to get out here and we got to shoot. We're burning daylight. And uh, I, mean, I just want to stop and be eat. Fair,
1: if we fair, if we had eaten chicken strips as often as we had wanted to, we probably would have ended up just staying there for breakfast before coming back to Birmingham. But, yeah.
0: Considering the I time like that we were people, on the road, that probably wouldn't have been a bad idea.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that probably would have been a lot safer. Um, no, I do feel like out of everyone on the set, I know Adam has his moments, but I feel like you and I tend to get the giggles the most. And then they kind of have to read be like, all right, action. I said action. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> you just, when you laugh, it doesn't matter what you're laughing at. You could be laughing at the fact that I messed up. But if I hear you crack, then I immediately break. And then I'm useless for that take. Because it takes a lot to, like, get you going. So when I know that when you're laughing, then I'm like, oh, well, then. (laughs) I can't not laugh.
0: And I can't just, like, hide it. Because even if I muffle my sound, usually if I'm on set, I'm the one at that point I'm holding the boom mic. And so I'm just jiggling like Santa Claus. While I'm laughing, so the boom mic's just shaking, and it's it's no way, even if I don't make a sound, the boom mic is still waving like a flag in the wind.
1: We so no, cause like if something if something is funny enough to make you crack, then Adam will see your face <laughs> and then he'll break and he'll stop talking. And then I hear that he stopped talking, and then I start laughing. And yeah, no, it takes some time to get back on track.
0: What would you say is the sketch that you're most proud of? Ooh. Oh,
1: it's not good that I don't have an immediate answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, like, all, I'm, I'm all equal. I'm equally ashamed uh, of all of them, if we're being honest.
1: Be like, I'm um,
0: proud of them all. Um, I, there's a few I'm not proud of.
1: oh no it i feel like it's it's been a while since i've um done a good job acting so i don't i mean a lot of the stuff that we do especially you know lately when we're doing our funny stuff it's become almost habitual like some of the stuff that we do so it i feel like I don't want to say it's easy or like I've found it's in your pocket. You kind of know that you have to like pull that personality out for some of the videos. Yeah. Or half the time I'm just acting like myself and that's not hard.
0: Right. Uh- <laughs> I guess, for I guess, you know, when it comes to acting, I guess it, it really, if you're able to show off a lot of range and sketch, that'd be something really to be proud of. Right.
1: Yeah. So it's just something
0: we don't get to do a whole lot of in the comedy sketches, the 30 minutes, you know, but
1: uh- I think that's why I enjoy the parodies. so much that's why my favorite it's because i get to feel like i really am acting like the nerdy theater kid in me is getting to have fun again (laughs) you know where it's either the twilight zone or like the unsweetening which was like forever ago but that was one of the first ones where we got to be kind of weird and that's always a really good time i don't know if i'm allowed to talk about it we're working on one on one right now where i get to be a little weird and and that's fun. Yeah, anytime I'm anytime I'm not normal Diana, I guess, if that makes sense. Like even Snow White, like getting to getting to be a Disney princess, like that's a really good time. Yeah. Anytime I feel like I'm actually acting.
0: <laughs> it, it, it. <laughs> Sorry, my cat Is the cat dead? Is the cat still no, with the, us?
1: The cat is fine
0: okay
1: it landed on that speed
0: as cats do uh yeah I would, the parodies the parodies I know I know that your acting was uh I mean there's no doubt that it was on point for the Twilight Zone sketch because as you're standing in the middle of, of downtown Jasper when we were filming that and you look up at the drone or not actually at the drone but up at the sky the drones filming and scream uh and fall to your knees too don't you uh people were stopping and asking if you were okay
1: well at first no one did and my feelings were a little bit hurt but then (laughs) after that um after like the fourth or fifth time i just like thankfully i did a silent scream because i didn't really want to freak anyone out and i knew that we were going to get the sound cue later so it was really just me like standing there with my mouth wide open and then like falling down onto the ground um yeah, a truck drove by and he like pulled right into the middle of the shot. And we had already done it like a bunch of times, so I was kind of, I was kind of over falling on my knees on the sidewalk. <laughs> and yeah. then this very sweet gentleman in his truck and stuck his head out the window and he was like, uh, "Ma'am, are you all right?" And I remember just being like, "Oh, he messed up the take." So I was like, "Aha, I'm great. Sorry, thanks. Bye."
0: <laughs> Move along, please. I
1: mean, I it again. Um, at one point, a police officer actually. I think we were filming like right next to the courthouse, weren't we?
0: We were, yeah, right in front of it.
1: Yeah, I think he, he I don't think he was in his police car, but I saw his uniform and he just like kind of like looked out and he was like, Y'all right? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, just pointed at the drone and I was like, Oh, we're him singing. <laughs> We're you know, we're again. Um, the part that was really disheartening is later when we did film the scream to match over that shot. To get a similar sound, we went to a couple of parks in Birmingham, and I'm just standing in the middle of a park with a microphone, and I'm screaming over and over and over again, and no one came. No one came to look at like and see if I was okay.
0: Well, it was it was Birmingham, so that might (laughs) have been.
1: pretty day. It's a bigger
0: it's a bigger city, lots more noises. You scream in the middle of Jasper, somebody's gonna hear it, Um, but not (laughs) enough apparently to like. You know enough to you point at the sky and at a, at what may have been just a bird, and then that guy's like, "Oh, that makes sense." Okay, bye. <laughs> She's just yelling at birds. This is uh, this is a normal Tuesday for us.
1: Yes, drive away. Don't mind me. Uh,
0: uh
1: definitely still not the weirdest thing I've had to do in public for one of our videos.
0: <laughs> no, I already know the weirdest one is the bublixa.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was up there. <laughs>
0: And we're coming real close to the um would that be 3 year anniversary of that sketch? Whoa, that can't be right. Maybe. Have we been I, doing this for that long?
1: I don't think about it too hard. Oof. I don't know. Like I think you're right. Though. I think it's 3 years.
0: Oh, wow. So yeah, that was the first that was the first like so true y'all sketch that we did there uh, and uh putting you in a in a in a bubble of made out of vinyl shower curtains that crafted by uh, Luke Porter uh, as you wandered around botanical gardens in Birmingham.
1: Yep. And there, there were no air holes. (laughs) 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 Like also weird foreshadowing. I wish I had that again, like this past year. Um, But no, it was definitely, it was like a huge belt that he had rigged hula hoops up to and then covered in panels of a clear shower curtain And like, but then he had scotch taped all the seams closed. And so we put it on and I was like, hey, it's getting warm in here. (laughs) And he was like, oh, you're fine. And then eventually, yeah, in between every few takes, he would unscotch tape a panel and let some like air. in, And then he'd re-scotch tape it back into place. And I was like, okay, I'm good for five more minutes.
0: And what made that whole shoot even weirder, and I think we could talk about it on this uh, podcast. That we had somebody that Rick—they did. She, it was it was a mom and her daughter, and and we're given the, a child, the mom recognized us, right? Or did she just ask what we were doing?
1: I I honestly don't know if the mom recognized us, but the girl did.
0: Yeah, and the mom had to go somewhere, and she left her child with us. For oh, what we felt like two hours. And we were having a conversation with each other near the end of that run there. Like, what do we do? Do we call Department of Human Resources? Do we call oh, the police?
1: Pencil. No, that's what it was. Remember, her mom was like, I'm going to go get a pencil out of my car. And then she didn't come
0: back. She's gone. And then she told At us.
1: Least, well, she yeah. came back,
0: she went to the grocery store or something. Didn't she do something?
1: She's like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> she was here. Y'all were busy was fine, right? And meanwhile her daughter, who is very sweet, but you know, we're trying to film. We're on a schedule and her sweet daughter's following us around. And she's like, maybe you should do this. And I was like honey, here and you're in the shot. Go stand over by that bush over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just, yeah. We just were given, given this preteen for a couple hours and then her mom came back and got her.
0: Yeah, and, and it was very, very weird. Pro- it's still maybe one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to us on shoot.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like anytime we shoot in public, something weird is going to happen.
0: I feel like we must just have bad luck. If we go shoot in public, uh, whoever owns that property or if we're near something owned by the city, they decide to show up with leaf blowers and make as much noise as possible.
1: I don't think I ever realized how many people love to use leaf blowers all the time. Every day. Yeah. Any time of year. It doesn't matter. Because shooting outside is really hard.
0: Yeah, they're blowing leaves at a time of year that I know leaves aren't even on the ground. I mean, they're just out there with blowers. Uh, I've never, you're right, I've never in my life realized how much, uh, apparently, we have a quota. We must be running these leaf blowers so many hours a month, even when not necessary. And, and by God, they'll find us. Wherever we're shooting, the noise will find us. Um.
1: We also have used leaf blowers in, like, three or four of our videos as well for, like, special effects and stuff.
0: And those videos always seem to do well, it seems like. I think that might be – it's a sign that we need to be doing more leaf blower shots.
1: I'm not going to lie. It's, like, really easy to feel glamorous when a leaf blower is aimed right at your face, uh, blowing your hair everywhere. It's like I... it's like Beyonce, but a sad redneck version. <laughs> I am sad redneck Beyonce. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> uh,
0: that's what's going to be the title of this podcast. I always have their name and then I give them all nicknames. So I'm going to just put Talia Lynn, sad redneck Beyonce. Out I want to
1: pretend like I'm in the same category as her. Emphasize sad. Put sad in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs>
0: Uh, we'll just shift gears for a second and talk about something else here. We have you and I have not discussed this before. You post a lot on your Instagram about um, I don't know what the proper term for this would be. Is it a charcuterie board or is it a box full of what do you is is the box of goodies? Is that a, am I even saying that right? Because I've never said this word out loud. Is it's it charcuterie? A
1: charcuterie board and the, it's a charcuterie board can be you can put it in a box and then it's a box of charcuterie boredness goodness I don't know I don't make them I just love to eat them (laughs) but I love the yes this part of the podcast has turned to um snacks I like to eat uh in case you didn't know that about me I like to eat a lot I love snacks all the time I definitely also love beautiful food and I don't care what people say. I am that person that if my food is pretty, I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it. And if you don't like it, you don't have to follow me because I'm kind of boring to follow anyways. And that's fine.
0: It's your social media. You can post what you want on it. I don't understand why people complain about what somebody else posts on their social media. It's like it's you. It's it's theirs. Let them do what they want to.
1: It's food or it's my pets.
0: Has someone complained to you about your posting of the charcuterie boards?
1: No, actually, I think people are fine with that because they are really pretty and I don't make them like I can't take any credit. It's this really sweet woman that I met and she like runs this really great local business. And so I was like, ooh, I will support local business and eat snacks. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it's just I am probably wrong. Maybe I don't I'm not an expert, but I feel like a charcuterie board is just it's whatever kind of beautiful snacks you want on a plate it's like meats and cheeses and crackers and fruits and nuts and it's healthier than me shoving and french fries in my face probably so i mean maybe not considering the volume that i end up consuming but i it's like a pretty beautiful snack platter it's a great way to feel like your snacks are really fancy, especially if you've been stuck at home in your pajamas for months.
0: It, it does look, it, to me, it's it's so fancy that it's intimidating because I don't know where to start. I've never I've never um, attempted to eat. Would it be the proper phrasing to say I've eaten a char- charcuterie board? Because that sounds like I've eaten the board <laughs> that the charcuterie sits on.
1: Um, charcuterie i don't even know can we google
0: it what is- I've, I've, I've never charcutered um <laughs> that terrible. i'm gonna have to I that that this podcast episode before. is explicit now um <laughs> for my use of charcutered i um I, I i don't know where to start do you just pick something out of the out of off the board or out of the box and just eat it or is there a method to eating this do you start at the outside and work your way in or vice versa
1: No, that's the beauty of it. There's no rules, man. You just grab whatever looks good. Although I think you can't go wrong with a classic like a cracker and a piece of meat and a piece of cheese and a little drizzle of honey. It's like a fancy
0: Lunchable then.
1: Yeah, no, that is exactly what charcuterie is. It is fancy grown-up Lunchables that you can have with beer or wine. It is grown-up Lunchables.
0: So, can a charcuterie be anything? Can I make a Little Debbie charcuterie board with with other snacks, potato chips, and Little Debbies?
1: You could, but it wouldn't actually be charcuterie. Because um, I did just Google it, and it's supposed to be, I think...
0: It has to have meat.
1: I think meat is actually supposed to be, like, the main.
0: Oh. Thing. So... How about a fraud bologna charcuterie board? Yes. I don't see why not. Um writing that down now. You make a fraud.
1: White bread into cute little squares. Yeah. Throw some craft single slices on there and like a plop of Hellman's I because I like Hellman's more than dukes and don't come at me over it. And I'd sure Throw some like beefsteak, tomato slices. It's whatever you want. As long as there's meat on there, um, who's going to fight with you about it?
0: So I would say, so meat has to be there. But then it feels like if you do meat, you need to then have breads and cheeses.
1: I feel like in order to be a well rounded snack platter slash charcuterie board, you, yes, you have to have meat, mm-hmm. but also a cheese and a grain. And a f- fruit, maybe just one. <laughs> <it. laughs> a
0: fruit. Meat, cheese, grain, fruit. Get it? Yeah,
1: like throw, just throw a fruit on there for color, if nothing else. You don't have to eat it.
0: So, uh, so here I'm building one in my mind now. the The meat will be Kaneka sausage, yes, uh, and fried bologna, uh, white bread, and biscuits. Maybe some cornbread yeah. and uh cheese, cheddar, pepper jack. Swiss. You know, the the pinnacle. Um the trifecta of of cheese excellence in my opinion. Uh maybe some it. crafts maybe some craft singles. Uh be fancy and I'll take the plastic wrap off.
1: Mm-hmm. But you gotta put a fruit on there. Pick one. Just one.
0: Oh. I uh, I, I do love some cantaloupe.
1: Okay. Well that's <laughs> That's a really odd combination on
0: the I've just it's been craving cool. cantaloupe lately, so we'll put cantaloupe on the side. Because uh, okay. I'm not going to put cantaloupe. I mean, what fruit would you put on? It? Can I, I, guess, put I just...
1: Tomato. Tomato's fine.
0: Go. Cool. Okay. What about fried green tomato? Does that count as my?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, because it is a tomato. Yup. And then, ooh, ooh, and if you do a fried green tomato, then you can also put like a smear, an artful smear of remoulade next to it, and then it's yes. extra fancy. And it's a, it's an extra like sauce that you have put on your platter.
0: Uh we uh, have just built the the perfect Southern charcuterie board.
1: I was about to say, for someone who's never done it before, we've just come up with something really great.
0: And uh, now we need a very fancy name for our Southern charcuterie business, and I think maybe just charcutered would be <laughs> oh, no. enough.
1: <laughs> there's that there's that ma rating
0: uh well if like you know what if you're gonna dip your toe you got to go all the way in don't just uh if you're gonna get one strike just go get all of them um,
1: uh i like that that's great
0: thank you for enlightening me on how that works because I
1: pickles put a pickle on there there that counts
0: yeah you know i'm not a big fan of that pickles. You don't
1: like pickles okay but you've got it it's for color and it counts as like putting produce or whatever on your platter What about? Did you not ever like grow up? I grew up. My grandmother always had the bread and butter pickle slices, just like by themselves. Or what about Wickle's pickles?
0: The, no, the, everyone in my family likes pickles. There were always pickles in the fridge. You know, Elisa has pickles. There's pickles in my fridge right now. I just don't eat them. I don't. I don't like them.
1: What about they're pickles? gross? Uh-huh.
0: I don't like pickled anything. It's the act of pickling it's the soaking something in vinegar until it is now disgusting. That okay,
1: well then I would say sub out pickles and we could add
0: rainbow sprinkles.
1: <laughs> gross. On the cantaloupe, but that's on the cantaloupe, but next to the fried green tomatoes, you could put like some jalapeño slices or stuff like that so you could throw it on top of the Kaneko with the biscuit.
0: Okay. Okay. So, uh So okay. color is just as important to a charcuterie board
1: Yes, presentation is very important. Because that's going to be a
0: problem with the Southern Charcuterie Boards. It's going to be a lot of fried browns.
1: It's, it's well, to be fair, I feel like every every time I go to a family reunion or like a holiday, it's my favorite. And the when you have this just overflowing plate of everything that is a shade of brown or sometimes yellow, but yeah, if you just say a big old plate of brown, that's how you know it's really good Southern food. When it's just yeah. a big old plate of yellow brown. Ugh.
0: Spot on. Yeah. If it's green, you get a salad. You're at the wrong family reunion.
1: But there are so many different shades of fried foods, And like biscuits can be nice and like a cream colored on the inside. So it's just about presentation. We can make it pretty. I believe in us. We could totally do this.
0: There it is. So folks, if you're listening... Go ahead and start googling charcuterie now, and see where our first pop-up location is. Actually, don't. If you're on a work computer, especially, don't Google charcuterie. It's probably gonna, <laughs> IT's gonna have a talk with you.
1: I thought we were just gonna like make one and then just eat it ourselves. I don't
0: well, yeah, we'll have to have some test ones first, but then I feel like once we get it down, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to sell these on the side, uh, just limited batches, uh, pickup only. Um, Uh, in front of the Jasper courthouse, (laughs) where Tally Tally will be screaming to get your attention. Yes. Uh, before we start hooting and hollering real quick, uh, let's talk about, uh, the book club, which has been going on now for over a year, right? Uh, literarily wasted.
1: Liter. Oh my gosh. Actually, June will be our two year anniversary. So we were, we were social distancing and online streaming before. it was cool
0: yeah Um, i didn't have to change much when it all this happened it was
1: we really didn't you already
0: had it all figured out
1: it was actually kind of great so when we started it we had pitched it we were like hey you know uh, we want to join a book club but we don't want to have to leave our house and we don't want to have to like go socialize and we don't want to have to put on real clothes and now saying it all now sounds like crazy because look at where life has gone but that was in um, 2019, uh, the summer of 2019. And we were like, let's start a book club. But, you know, let put it in a place where a ton of people could join the Internet. Um, so we were like, yeah, let's just do what a normal book club does. But online, um, the main thing was so Christy, the woman who founded it with me, who's actually Adam, the guy who plays my husband in the videos, it's his real wife um she's awesome she's way cooler than adam and so we were talking and she's in another book club and she's like yeah but she's like we read a lot of like award-winning books and classics and stuff but what i really want to read is sci-fi and fantasy because i'm a geek and i was like oh me too so (laughs) we're like well let's just start a geeky book club where we just read like sci-fi and fantasy books and we don't read like all the classics that you're actually um supposed to read i guess you should read whatever you want first of all but As long as you're reading, you're doing good things. But uh, yeah, we're like, well, let's just start an online book club. And that way, geeks from everywhere could meet up with us. And the format's about the same. You know, you pick a book, we all read it together, and then we meet up online, essentially, and discuss it. And then it started to get, you know, we started to get some really cool members from places we did not expect. We have members in the UK and from we were just like, Oh, everyone will be in Alabama. And, but nope, they're all over the country. They're from other countries. And twice a month we talk about our nerdy books and it's a fun time. It's turned into something that like, it's probably the most positive Facebook group. I mean, we're on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter, but our discussions, we stream those from Facebook and YouTube And we have a Facebook group, too, where, like, the voting itself happens. And we kind of built a community of all the nerds there where we can all talk about other stuff that we're reading or just book stuff in general. And it's the most positive Facebook group I've ever been a part of. Like, everyone's actually nice to each other. On Facebook, I know. I know, it's amazing. (laughs) And if someone is mean, they get, like, trampled down really quick and they disappear and we never see them. Oh, wow. Everyone's nice. Everyone's Really nice. it's really it's been especially this past year um where you know you, your social interaction has drastically changed it's been really really nice to have and it forces you to read because even though I'm a self-professed bookworm sometimes especially just with like I guess it's just like quarantine fatigue your brain just doesn't I want to do anything sometimes like I just can't make my brain do anything else. And when I finally have a moment of peace, I just kind of turn on the TV and become a vegetable. does um, yeah. it forces me to read a new book every single month. And that has been really good for me.
0: It's like it's like the if, if if someone did well in school because they had to read books, but they still enjoy reading books, it didn't make them burned out on reading. This would be for them. And if you and if you love sci-fi.
1: Hey, but it's also like so I made my husband join. And he has read more books in the past year and a half that he than he has ever read in like his entire life previous to that combined. oh, so yeah, for people who want to get better at reading. We have a ton of people who don't read the book every single month. They join when they have time obviously they're joined when they're able and that's completely understandable like you don't have to do it but you also don't have to like everything that we read the best discussions that we have had are when we all end up like everyone feels differently about the book and then we get to talk about why or what did you like about it what did you not like about it or did you think it was stupid that's okay we have read some books that i thought were so boring um but i still read them so, yay, brain. And
0: you don't <laughs> even have to technically read the book too, right? You could do the audiobook instead.
1: Oh, we have a ton of people who who just do the audiobook. And that's still reading as long as you're absorbing the
0: book. And yeah. Stuff. And those wow. have become super popular over the last like five, ten years.
1: And we have a lot of people who just like get the digital copies from like the library. Or we have people who listen in. And then we have people who just like join the discussion after the fact, like we stream it live, but some people, you know, are busy, they're working, whatever. And they just listen to it after the fact and they'll chime in later and be like, Oh yeah, I felt that way too. Or no, you're wrong. I hated it. You know, whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, so where can people find literarily wasted
1: on Ooh, the interwebs? Cause I named it literally wasted on purpose so that, um, if you type it, all our stuff comes up because there's no literally anything else. <laughs> on the internet. Um, yeah, so you can go to, if you want just like a general overview of the whole club, it's literallywasted.club, huh? <laughs> because we're a book club. Um, but you can also find us on YouTube, and YouTube's going to be just really all of the book discussions. Uh, we post a bunch of reminders and fun stuff on Instagram and Twitter. And then, of course, the group itself, and then all of the information and streams are also on Facebook. Uh, you just look up "literarily wasted," and it's like you're literally wasted, except you know, books <laughs> instead. Literary, get it? Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> a little
0: play on words there.
1: I do love a pun.
0: So Google that, y'all, if you're into uh, reading. if if you're literate maybe you should check that out
1: if you're into reading or if you want to be into reading or you you occasionally want to find a new book you know we can help you out
0: i have y'all have uh i'm not a big uh reader as much as i used to be coming straight out of college i was really into it and now i only read like occasionally like a nonfiction book like two uh, or three a year i'm also really bad about getting halfway through it and be like that's enough book for me well, and then putting it down.
1: Fiction. Real life, is, real. life is boring. You gotta go with fiction.
0: <laughs> uh, but y'all make some of the books that y'all read. Uh, I'll see the preview or y'all talk about. It. I'm like that does seem really interesting, and I want to jump into it. But then I'm like, it's I, I can't uh, read. So that's a problem.
1: You've also got. You've also got like a little baby toddler, and yeah, that's not a environment conducive to reading. <laughs>
0: When she goes to bed, all I want to do is just do things that turn my brain to mush um, and just go into like a vegetative state until we have to get up in the morning. Uh, But I've read lots of children's books. I could do a children's book club. Um, I've got lots of strong opinions on children's books right now that I would just love a place to just go off on that. Um, I'm
1: sure there's a market for that.
0: It'd be the shortest. It'd be the, you know. All right, we're gonna t- read the book and we'll talk in an hour. It's not gonna take long to just really <laughs> absorb this content, so we can discuss it. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Talia, uh, the name of the podcast. Yes. Is hooting and hollering. Okay. Uh, let's let's jump into uh, what you're hooting about. What is Talia Land excited about right now?
1: Honestly, I'm really. I'm really really excited that I am soon going to be eligible to get the COVID vaccine. I'm like I've been waiting my turn and I get it cuz I I'm young and I'm healthy-ish and uh I am super non-essential. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been waiting my turn and um and they yeah, there was an update recently saying that you know, a category that I feel like I could get away with fitting in that's coming up soon. So I'm just waiting, bide my time. I'm waiting until I can try and get an appointment and get my COVID-19 vaccine. And then I'm going to wait until I have to get potentially a second shot of it. And then I'm going to wait two more weeks and then I'm going to hug. Strangers. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's real because I'm, not a hugger um for anyone who knows me who might be listening to this podcast and didn't know this about me before I'm sorry that this is how you're finding out but I do not like hugs I don't like being hugged and I don't like hugging other people um except for my family that's different I love them but like I'm not like a friendly hugger you know I feel like a wave is fine and <laughs> like you know, just like a little chin nod, like what's up. This and- is
0: very disappointing news for everyone that was going to come to all of our canceled oh, Comic Con events. Uh, but now, listen, now that Talia's getting her vaccine, next time we could yeah. be in public.
1: I'm if you've had your vaccine and, hug. and I've had my vaccine, I'm going to start squeezing people until they turn purple. I <laughs> cannot wait. Ugh, it's going to be great.
0: <laughs> you said that about like waiting till it was your turn. And I've been like trying to like figure out a way to say this because I wanted to like make a joke about it on the Internet. Um, so this is the next best thing is to work through the joke on a podcast. I, um, I I felt bad at the beginning. I was like, all right, I'm going to wait my turn. I'm going to wait till they absolutely say, Matt Mitchell, it's your turn for the vaccine. I don't want to jump in front of anybody. But then we got to a point a few weeks ago where people were like posting on social media, like got my vaccine, got showing off their little card. Uh, and I was like, "Wait a minute! How did you get what you? You're not essential. <laughs> I know you. We Earth could do without you. Um, I don't, I don't
1: want to say that out loud, but I've definitely there's a lot of people who who've been jumping the line. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, I'm just like, at least I got it right.
0: Yeah, I mean. I mean, I guess that's the, my mentality's got better about it. But even then, I wouldn't say anything to them. But I would look at their comments on their Facebook posts, and people would be like, how'd you get that? And uh, and I was like, well, they're doing more than I would. I'm not even going to comment on their post to give them our time about it. But that made me, that changed it for me. It was like a switch was flipping. I was like, all right, if we're going to, if just anybody can go get it, then uh, as soon as I like kind of qualify, I'm going to go schedule my appointment. I'm not going to wait in the back of the line anymore. I'm going to go get it
1: i I think the more people that get it, the better, and I'm psyched, and like I said, there's a category coming up where I was like it's it's definitely not it's not the Talia category, but I was like, it's the talia Jason category
0: if <laughs> they're gonna let me get it, I'm not gonna argue with them about whether or not I qualify for it. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue that I don't if they're gonna say yes you are, come get it
1: so yeah i'm I'm ready i'm I'm pumped. I'm going to yeah. hug you, Matt. I'm going to hug you. You're going to uh, hate
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for that extra boost of uh, of immunity. I feel like uh, my, my time of actually when I caught COVID, having the antibodies was a nice little like, after. well, <laughs> catching COVID was not nice. It was quite terrible, actually. Uh, but the time, the amount of the, the months afterwards, I kind of felt like I've got some antibodies. I kind of feel like I can, uh, you know, I don't panic as much when people get in my personal bubble at Walmart uh, anymore because that would drive me crazy. Um, But I don't really have – I feel like the antibody's probably worn off now, so I'm waiting for that shot. And then I'm just going to go nuts. Then I'm going to breathe on people all up in the Walmart.
1: I will say I do – I'm probably still going to wear a mask when I go to the grocery store just because I really love uh, not running into people that I went to grade school with. (laughs)
0: I'm going to wear continuing to go to Walmart doll journal because I ain't got to smell anybody anymore.
1: <laughs> I yeah.
0: That's been the best thing. I mean, I've seen people and I'm like, I know you stink, uh, but I can't smell any of it right now. I mean, I'm just, just, I mean, I'm not naming names. I mean, it's fine, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I just, I'm like, I, I bet you stink. I bet you got some, you're kicking just a little bit. And uh, thankfully I've got this mask on. Protects me from that odor. So I'm, I don't know. The COVID could be long gone, but I may still wear a mask to go to, go to the grocery store. That may be here to stay for all that Mitchell.
1: It's like you just—it's like getting to hide in public. It's great. Yeah. I don't have to put makeup on. I can look like a bum. Ugh, it's been wonderful.
0: I get really fast service at like the bank. They're like, "Is this guy here to uh, rob us?" And what
1: kind of mask were you wearing?
0: Oh, it was a full-on ski mask. That was probably probably why uh, it, was a, it was a hockey mask it was from uh, the movie Jason um, yeah excited about the vaccine ready to go should get mine sometime in April right before my birthday
1: oh, what a great birthday present
0: I know a shot in the arm can't wait
1: where's a good vision shot in the butt uh,
0: um,
1: wait what
0: no here's my thing with shots in the butt <laughs> You think hey, here, we're on this topic, let me, here's the thing about mean shots in the butt. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't mind the shot so much. I always do this. And I feel so bad after the fact when they're like, all right, I got to give you the shot of the butt. And I always pull my pants, and my underwear, down too far. <laughs> and Please do. I'm not the only one that's done this. So it's like, you can feel where they put the shot and you're like, Oh, I went too far. I gave him too much skin. <laughs>
1: it was a little bit of a overachiever there. All right. Yeah. I mean, if, if, a little bit.
0: Surely, I mean, have you ever experienced this? I get so much embarrassment every time. I always overshoot it. I always give them too much, and I feel like such an idiot after the fact.
1: No, honestly, the most embarrassing thing that happened to me was when I went, and I forgot, I had like a you know sinus infection or something, and so they gave me a steroid shot. And so, you know, they always tell you put all your weight on one leg, yeah. And I did the wrong leg without thinking and she didn't double check me because I guess she assumed like a normal adult human that I could follow directions.
0: Right.
1: Sure enough, she stuck that needle in me and I about, I went halfway down. I made it halfway down to the floor before I caught myself. Oh, and I was God. like, Bleh. <laughs> and I like stood back up and I was like, I was like, is, is the needle still in me? She's like, no, I got you. You're good. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. But they just I, like
0: get muscle or something?
1: There's something about, I don't know what it is, but I guess they really do. There's a reason they tell you to put all your weight on one leg and then they shoot you on the other side. Is It's weird. I don't know if it's a nerve or something, but it's just like my leg turned to jello and I fell halfway to the floor with my pants pulled down before. <laughs> I was able To catch myself and be like, well, it's fine. No one will ever know about this. It's not embarrassing. I'll just save it one day and then talk about it on a podcast.
0: It is. <laughs> that, it's just a, a moment for us to discuss the trauma we've experienced with butt shots.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny. It um, turned out okay.
0: I got you. That, <laughs> this, is a good, this is a good segue to the other half of Hootin hollering, which is something that you're hollering about, uh, something that gets you upset or frustrated um. right now.
1: So literally right now, while we've been talking, I've been scratching at my leg and I just looked down and now it's like a big red bloody spot um, because I scratched too hard. Oops. I'm already mad that it's not spring yet. It's not spring until the end of March. And already, because I was working out in the yard this past weekend, I've got like four mosquito bites on my legs. And it makes me so mad because I love this time of year. I mean, yes, I'm sneezing constantly because of the pollen, but like the breeze outside when it's nice and cool in the morning. And I want to watch like we set up a projector screen in the backyard, like in the evenings and we'll watch movies outside. And it is my favorite, like I let me out of this house. I just want to be in the yard, like gardening or messing around with all the different plants that I'm trying to like not kill right now. And I keep getting mosquito bites, and I just wanted them to wait a little bit longer. And yeah, now it looks like I've got pox all over my legs, and I'm itchy all the time. It's not right. It's not right for the mosquitoes to already be biting me when it feels nice outside. They're supposed to wait until it's like in full-on hell mode right it should be a hundred degrees i'm already sweaty and sunburnt, and then just go ahead and slap mosquito bites on top of it because i'm already i'm already miserable i'm already in hell but right now when i want it to be nice just let me have it just let me have it for a little bit
0: i don't i'm really worried because they're already biting and it shouldn't be that bad yet and it shouldn't have been that bad to begin with because we have been relatively dry for the last part of winter and it's been really cold so it should have killed a bunch of them. So why it's, it's got me worried. that It's going to be awful. But um yeah, I have a bite, a couple of bites of my ankle already. And I don't even know. I don't even remember getting bit. They're so sneaky.
1: And you know how I am when we have to shoot outside, especially like during the summer. I I hate sweating <laughs> and sweating on camera is the worst because it does not look good and it messes up your hair and your makeup. And then you're trying to like act Meanwhile, you've got like a big sweaty mustache going on. And then I forgot where I was going with this, but I'm real mad about mosquito bites. Oh, I whined about it real hard. And yeah. So now I'm going to be like itching while we're filming.
0: I thought you were going to, I thought we were finally going to get an apology for that time in Tennessee when you uh, made (laughs) me, uh, Adam and Luke, wait for an hour outside of some okay. store so you could buy it a change of clothes because you sweat too much in the clothes that you brought with not you. Not an hour.
1: That is an exaggeration.
0: As time passes, this but, must I must exaggerate to make this story better. That's how it works.
1: To be fair, I think any other human would understand if we had been shooting in the summer in Tennessee. In a
0: parking lot. <laughs> in a
1: parking lot for hours in direct sunlight.
0: Yeah, we were, I, yes.
1: Sweat through my clothes so hard that it looked, it looked like I had peed myself. Like- it looked
0: like the rest of us guys. I mean, we were just <laughs> drenched in sweat, but we had we were eating beef jerky, so we didn't really care that much. We had and
1: I and I knew we were gonna go eat. We we're about to go like eat lunch in a restaurant, and I was like, I'm literally soaked. This looks gross. It looked like someone threw a bucket of water on my back. And I peed myself and I'm dying and I'm miserable and I'm red and there's a clothing store right there, 15 feet away. And I was like, Hey, hold on. And I literally just went in the store. I was like, I'll be right back. And then 15 minutes later, I came out wearing a different outfit because I was like, so over it. (laughs) Yeah. And I just had a, and I had my plastic bag with my sweat clothes in it and you know, it's really glamorous that's what i can say shooting is sometimes very very glamorous
0: Uh, (laughs) our outdoor shoots and it it never fails every time we do one and then we all are so angry and frustrated covered in sweat and we all say we're never doing an outdoor shoot again
1: and then a week later
0: (laughs) a week later we're back to it again it never fails now Uh, i
1: have a choice because we're trying to be good and we're trying to shoot outside or in like more appropriate settings or with a smaller crew because, you know, we're trying to follow COVID guidelines and be careful, but I don't want to shoot outside. It's so hot.
0: Uh, and now we are gearing up for what will be the most exhausting outdoor shoot of our lives. Uh, as we get ready to film broken news, the pilot that we,
1: uh, Which, don't give we're, we're funded by Kickstarter. I'm so- so excited like i am so so excited about it because once again real acting very very psyched but yeah for sure um when you're outside and only 10 minutes later your eyebrows are melting down your face it's not cute on camera so that's that's gonna be an interesting an interesting uh process
0: yeah yeah i'm uh kind of but not really looking forward to all of that um
1: you just—you're looking forward. It's exciting. It's exciting, Matt.
0: Woo! Oh, you know, I'm just going to uh, focus on my charcuterie business, uh, charcutered. Matt, and um, I
1: heard that they're catering the set of Broken News.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, fried bologna bits and uh, leftover connect sausage, of which there would be none because no such thing exists of leftover connect sausage. Uh, Talia, thank you so much for joining us, for Hootin' and Hollerin'. Uh, for those that are listening that don't already, where can they follow you at on the social medias? Oh,
1: I'm there. Um, well, I'm not on Twitter, because I don't think anyone...
0: Eh, you don't want to. It's terrible.
1: Anyone has Anyone has done anything bad enough to where they need to listen to just the thoughts that float through my head constantly. Um, but I technically have a Facebook page, I think, but i don't i just share our videos there i don't really post anything interesting if you really want to see what i'm eating and see my pets uh then you can follow me on instagram and it's just at talia underscore lynn and about once a week i'll remember to post you know what i ate (laughs) that's about it
0: (laughs) there we go uh thank y'all for listening and if anybody out there is a nurse and would like to send me and tell you tips on butt shots we would greatly appreciate it so we do not continue to make fools of ourselves